So why did that make you smile? Why'd you smile? One of the names of God from the Islamic uh, tradition is that he's the loving one, Al-Wadud. Because many Christians don't know that Muslims love Jesus. Because a Muslim cannot be a Muslim unless they believe in, revere, love and respect all of the prophets, including Jesus. Just name the mosque and I'll, I'll, I'll get you an invitation. That's not only willing, eager. One of our hopes, okay, is that people embrace Islam and become Muslims. That's why this conversation was so important. Come on, Jordan Peterson. Now you've been delivered a truth. Testify that there's nothing worthy of worship except the creator of the heavens and the earth. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, assalamu alaikum, greens of peace. How are you guys doing? Go ahead and hit that like button so we can go ahead and build some traction and help get this message out to the world. Subscribe, hit that notification bell, very, very important. So you are not left behind when the new videos come out, just like this one. Now, I was looking forward to talking to Muhammad Hijab himself. Inshallah, we set a date for sometime in January to have him on the program back on the Dean Show to talk about his interview with Jordan Peterson. Now, much respect goes out to Mr. Jordan Peterson. Who's Mr. Jordan Peterson? Well, he's a professor of psychology. He's a clinical psychologist and a best-selling author. And he was courageous enough, man enough, to go ahead and do what many fail to do. Talk to Muslims, not about Muslims learn about Islam instead of talking about Islam. And he stepped up and much respect for you, Mr. Jordan Peterson, much respect. Inshallah, God willing, others following your footsteps. Now I wanna get into this beautiful conversation back and forth with Jordan Peterson and Mohammed Ijam. It was a very affable, enlightening, amazing conversation. Well, so I'm going to ask some some really basic questions. He wants to ask basic questions because the the it's very difficult to understand another culture from the outside. He talks about you have no idea how much you don't know about what you don't know. You're blind to your own ignorance. For, as an outsider, you have no idea how much you don't know about what you don't know. Even you're blind to your own ignorance. He admits that he doesn't have a tangible understanding of Islam. And so I'm going to start with basic questions. I don't, I wouldn't say that I have a tangible understanding of Islam. Look how intelligent this man is, the kind of degrees that he is, the professor in academia, and he's coming out sincerely and he's coming out. It seems like he's authentic in what he's saying. He's genuinely sincere and he's coming out and saying. He As a religious system, a system of thought, Islam has remained relatively opaque to me. He talks about how he's done a reasonable amount of historical reading. Despite the fact that I've done a reasonable amount of historical reading. And so where did he get this information? Where are people getting the information from? That's a legitimate question, a very important question. I mean, Time Magazine did an article in 1979 that talked about in a span of 150 years, 60,000 books were written against Islam by the Islamophobia, by the hate machine. So was he reading some of those books? Because you can read 100, 200 books, but if it's one of, one of these books, you know, compared to one real authentic book written by a mainstream Muslim scholar, right? Someone who has some credibility, you could throw all these 200, 300 in the garbage. At the end, you come back to, you got we got to come down like somebody when he comes in to learn from, I'm a professor 
of Gracie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. A lot of times it's harder to reach teach someone who comes in and learns, you know, on his own in the wrong way. Now he comes in, we got to fix up all the mistakes rather than someone comes with a blank. So many people like the Jordan Petersons and others, they're getting the wrong information, but much respect to Jordan Peterson that he's being humble and he's being sincere that he really is starting from the basics. He wants to know the basics. What do you, what, what is it? What is it in terms of practice and belief that are absolutely core as far as you're concerned to practicing the Islamic faith? And Muhammad Hijab gives him the bare bone basics. Well, the first thing is I think we should start with the bare bones basics. And this is just a, a reminder how the misinformation has permeated the world. It's saturated all over the place with the lies, misinformation, half-truths, distortion, deliberate distortions. The list goes on and the... It's, it's very sad that the naive, credulous majority have swallowed all this hook, line, and sinker. So, in fact, what the, the, I, I will actually argue today that the New Testament representation of Jesus Christ and his second coming is way more violent than Muhammad's conquests in uh, the Medina period. Okay. The term warlord that you use with the prophet, you've never used with Harry Truman. You've never used with, uh, with, with uh, Roosevelt. You've never used with Winston Churchill, all of which... Conquered countries, literally, in wars. That's why this conversation was so important. And much respect goes out to Jordan Peterson. Hopefully others will follow in this example. <clears throat> and the bare bones basics is first to say that we believe in God. So it's beautiful. The beginning right away starts with the pure monotheism, the Tawheed, that there's nothing, no one worthy of worship except the creator of the heavens and the earth, God Almighty, Allah, and Aramaic, Allah. It's one God. Uh, worthy of worship. When we say Allah, you know that the Jews and Christians who are Arabic speaking, they also use the term Allah. It's in the Bible. It's in the first book of Genesis. Allah. This is what Christians would believe is like the, the Father in heaven. This is the creator, God Almighty, Allah. So nothing is worthy of worship except the one creator. Not your ideas, not your desires, not a human being, not the money you make, not the material possessions, not the material things, not your ancestors. Nothing is worthy of worship except the one who created you, God Almighty, Allah. So it's beautiful how he starts off with this belief that nothing is worthy of worship except the one God, Allah, the pure monotheism, the Tawheed, alhamdulillah. It's one God uh, worthy of worship. Let's go into the next clip where Muhammad Hijab, this is, you know, kind of sensitive and you're worried about, you know, uh, if you're going to offend somebody. But our brother Muhammad Hijab goes and addresses something that's very important. He talks about the Trinity. Now, what we would say, though, sorry to kind of drag this on a little bit, is that this would disqualify something like the Trinity from being true. And in fact, the Quran, this is the Islamic position, uh, is vehement in its uh, opposition towards a triune God. So, for example, in chapter uh, 23, verse 91, it says, That God hasn't taken a son and he doesn't have any gods with him. If that had been the case, each God would have taken what he has created and they would have tried to dominate one another. The idea, therefore, that there can be more than one all-powerful entity is an inconceivable and unintelligible idea from the Islamic paradigm. So it's seen as um, problematic, yeah, to say the least, or conceptually impossible, to say even more, to suggest that something like a trinity can be true. When it's talking about, for example, uh, Mary, and jo uh, Mary and Jesus, it says something very simple. That both of them used to eat food. So in other words, the impossibility of something limited like Jesus, a man, 
being God at the same time. This next clip is real interesting. The point about spark of divinity, like, you know, many people think that they can have a little bit of a divineness in them. I mean, this is something that needs to be cut from the root because divinity only belongs to the creator of the heavens and the earth. Do you, do you think that there's a divine spark in human beings? No, but we don't think there's any kind of divinity at all. Islam is categorical about this because the way we define divinity is extremely strict. We say that the divine attributes of God are specific only to God. Now, this next part is extremely important, like he did, defining the words. How many times we're using words, Allahu Akbar, Alhamdulillah, Assalamu Alaikum, Muslim, Islam, and people... You know, the average person has no idea what you're saying. They're like, why are you using these Arabic words? Why don't you just speak English definitions? With God, people don't realize this, especially from the Christian tradition. But one of the names of God from the Islamic uh, tradition is that he's the loving one, Al-Wadud in Arabic, in the Quran as well. So we, we believe that the relationship that human beings should have with God is a loving relationship, but it's, it's one of submission. This is the main thing. Islam doesn't mean peace. Islam actually means submission. Islam comes from the root Arabic word istislam. And what it means is submission. Because if someone like Jordan Peterson, who's humble enough, sincere enough to say, look, let's start from the, from the basic basics. He doesn't know. As red as he is, he doesn't know. So you have to take people, like the Prophet said, talk to people according to their level of understanding. And the majority of people know nothing about Islam. Everything in the universe is submitting to God. Everything, the laws of nature have been placed there by the lawmaker, which is God. And this is what's the beautiful thing about Islam. It's not something esoteric, abstruse, hard to understand. It's clear, it's simple. This is the meta-narrative of Islam. Abraham came, Moses came, Jesus came, and all of them came with exactly the same message. And that message is to worship, to believe in one God and to worship in only one God. Look, you have the six articles of faith. This is what we believe, that there's only one and only one God. He's only the only one worthy of worship. Belief in the angels and the messengers who went and conveyed the message, who were given the books, the divine scriptures, the Torah, the Injil, the Quran, which is the living miracle that we have testable. The day of judgment, predestination. And then what's the actions, the five pillars of Islam, testifying. Come on, Jordan Peterson, now you've been delivered a truth. Testify that there's nothing worthy of worship except the creator of the heavens and the earth. And Muhammad is his last and final messenger. And then you'll establish the prayer five times a day at its fixed times. Then you'll fast during the month of Ramadan. You'll give the poor dutas the zakat. And inshallah, one day you'll be making hajj with Brother Muhammad Hijab, with me, with all of us, with your brothers over two billion Muslims worldwide, you'll be entering the family. These are the five pillars, alhamdulillah. We have to voluntarily submit to God. Jordan Peterson gets into this quality, admits that we're created to, he talks about imitate. And I do believe that there's compelling evidence, psychological and biological, yes. that we human beings have a remarkably strong instinct to imitate. But not imitate the Kim Kardashians, not imitate the Kanye West and the Jay-Z's and the 55 cents. No, no, no. Uh, it's very sad that many people end up, you know, because those are the modern day idols, icons that people end up imitating and almost like worshiping. But the messengers were those who were sent for us to imitate. And Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. Jesus at his time was meant to be followed, not worshiped. Moses, as his time, was meant to be followed, not worshipped. And Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon them all, he's the last and final messenger. He's meant to be followed. And 
The yeah. question is, well, what is it that we're oriented to imitate? There's a verse, a beautiful ayah in the Quran where God Almighty is saying, Kul in kuntum rahim. Say, if you really love Allah, if you really love God Almighty, then follow me and Allah will love you and forgive your sins. So if you follow, if you really love God Almighty, you have to follow the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, because he is a brother to Jesus, Moses, Abraham. He's the last and final messenger. He is the one teaching you, showing you how to get to paradise, how to have the most noble character, how to know God so you can love God. He is the example, the best, the mercy for mankind, Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. So those are the ones we imitate. Look, well, hang on, hang on a yeah. sec. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to knock it. You even had the prophecy that's in the Bible that he covered. Beautiful, alhamdulillah. There are clear verses in the Bible. Like for example, we point to Isaiah 42, 11, where there indicates a new prophet that's going to come. And in fact, Isaiah 42, 11 in particular is extremely important because it even specifies the region. It says it will be sent to the people of Kedar. And the people of Kedar, as in Genesis, Kedar was the son of Ishmael. And basically from him is the lineage of Muhammad or the Arabs, if you like. And so there's a whole discussion in the whole of Isaiah 42 about a new prophet going to come. And he is going to come to the people of Kedar and the people will be rejoicing on the mountaintops and in fact the, the name of a mountain in medina which is present-day saudi arabia is mentioned which is the mount of uh, sela this part of the discussion was extremely important because many christians don't know that muslims love jesus that you cannot be a muslim unless you love and revere jesus as the messiah as muhammad hijab goes on to say in many ways we are all followers of christ and that's another point of commonality like we we, we see the Messiah, Jesus Christ, as a man who had done wonders and miracles and signs, as the Bible states. We believe that he was immaculately conceived. We believe that he cured the blind. He raised the dead with God's permission. We believe, all, like most of the things that you'll find, we actually believe in those things. There's huge commonalities between Islam and Christianity from that perspective. Now, you have a BD, I have a BD, a birth date, we have a departure date, but God Almighty... The creator Allah has no... The, the major difference is we, we would say that it's not intelligible or conceivable or pardonable to believe any human being with a date of birth could ever be called God. Birth date. And no human being who has a zip code, an area code, or in this case, a BD, can be God. And, and this is where, where we kind of diverge from the Christian mainstream. So it's beautiful to see that he pretty much went over all the fundamentals. This is very important to all of the viewers when you're sharing this deen. When you're sharing it, it's very important. We call it the OMG, oh my God. O for the oneness of God, the Tawheed. You talk about this. M, the messengership. Because a Muslim cannot be a Muslim unless they believe in, revere, love, and respect all of the prophets, including Jesus, Moses, Abraham, and all of them, um, follow all of them and in their way. And once again, we believe that they were divinely inspired. That God Almighty, out of his love, his mercy, being the one who wants to guide humanity. He sent the messengers. And then the, the G for guidance. He talks about the Quran. This is the final revelation sent to mankind. You cannot go ahead and bypass it thinking you're going to go get to God Almighty, the creator. Now, if you're somebody living in the jungle and the message didn't get delivered to you, that's a different story. You'd probably, like they talk about, this innate nature would raise you up to worship one and only one God. But you now is a different story. You're hearing about the Quran. You're hearing the evidence that's being presented. Different case, different story. 
And he, alhamdulillah, addresses this point very good about the Quran. That submission is actually impossible without a guidance. And the guidance, we believe, obviously, is the Quran. Um, but we also acknowledge the we also acknowledge the Torah, the original Torah that was sent to Moses and the original Injil or the gospel that was sent to um, Jesus. But what we have is you can call it a doctrine of tahrif, which means corruption. So what we believe is that what happens is with these books, you've had basically corruption happen to them. So we don't know what is. Uh, what is part of that book and what is not part of that book. We don't know exactly what Jesus said and what isn't. They also had a, a very nice breaking the ice moment when there was a prophecy when Jordan Peterson asked Muhammad Hijab, so why are you smiling? So why did that make you smile? Why'd you smile? It was a very nice moment. And then, and then Muhammad talks about the prophecy that's actually being fulfilled today. We see Islam being the fastest growing way of life in the world. And this is a prophecy that's being fulfilled. I, because, because that would make me happy. I mean, quite, quite openly and honestly, because we want the best. I mean, to be honest with you, if you want me to be totally honest, yeah? Now that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, right. What, what, you asked me before we started the show. I mean, one of our, not objectives, but one of our hopes, okay, is that people embrace Islam and become Muslims. That's, Islam is an evangelizing religion. It's a religion which aims literally to enter every home. There's a, there is actually a prophetic saying that says that Islam will enter every home. Not necessarily meaning everyone become Muslim, but it will enter every home in some way, shape, or form. You and mean like what's happening right now with this podcast? There you have it. You see, it's, it's part of it. No. He goes ahead and lets him hear the Quran. This was one of the most powerful moments of the interview sure do, okay. do what you will so the quran states in the end of chapter 59 <laughs> الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض our friend, our brother in humanity, this is so important for you to understand and all of your followers and just humanity in general, that the Quran is a guidance for you, for all of us. The Quran. He is Allah, that there is no God worthy of worship except for him. The King, the Holy, the one free from all defects, the giver of security, the watcher over his creatures, the mighty, the compeller, the supreme. Glory be to him. Glory, glory be to God. High is he above all that they associate as partners with him. He is Allah, the creator, the inventor of all things, the bestower of forms. To him belong the best names. All that is in the heavens and the earth glorify him. And he is the almighty, the all wise. And this last part was very, very nice to see. And we invite everybody to visit your local mosque. And we invite the Muslims to go ahead and open your masjids have open houses. So we have Jordan Peterson eager, not just looking forward to, but eager. Jordan Peterson is eager 
to visit the mosque, the masjids. Just name the mosque and I'll, I'll, I'll get you an invitation. I'm certainly willing to do it. That's not only willing, eager. And I mean that. I mean yes. eager. I would love to be welcomed in that manner. That would be a tremendous privilege as far as I'm concerned. And the Muslims are excited, elated to welcome him. I think you will be surprised as to the amount of acceptability that you have in particular in the Muslim community. So come on, Jordan Peterson. We're looking forward to seeing you in the masjid, in the mosque. And there's one thing left, advice we give you to do. Very simple, very simple. There's a statement that God Almighty is saying, narrated through Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, that God Almighty is saying that all my slaves are misguided unless I guide them, unless God guides them. So ask me of my guidance. That's the homework we leave you and everybody out there to do. Ask the creator of the heavens and earth, because sometimes a person can get crippled. They can get held back by all their intelligence because they end up worshiping their mind themselves. They end up thinking that now they get ahead of themselves, let's call it. But to be guided, you need to ask for the guidance. So go ahead and ask for the guidance from the creator of the heavens and earth directly without no intermediary. Say, God Almighty, the creator, the one who created me, guide me, guide me, guide me. What do you have to lose? But everything to gain. And make sure to stay tuned. We got, inshallah, God willing, we set a date for some time in January to go deeper into this with Muhammad Hijab, his interview with Jordan Peterson. So subscribe right now. Get that notification bell so you don't miss that show and the many others. They'll come out and then you miss it and you don't benefit. Don't forget to pick up your free copy of the Quran for Jordan Peterson if you'd like one. Go to thedeanshow.com or anyone else out there. Go ahead, visit thedeanshow.com and we'll get one out there directly to you. Thank you very much. Peace be with you. Assalamu alaikum. Let's Thank see so what we can do that. together, man. Thank you for watching The Dean Show. Continue to tune in every week. In the meantime, you can watch this episode here or this one right here. Support us on our Patreon page. Follow us, like us, subscribe right now so you can get all of our episodes sent to you directly. We'll see you next time. Peace be with you. Assalamu alaikum.